Bonjour. Hello. Hi, Camille. How are you? I'm good, Devin. How are you? I am doing pretty great. And welcome, everyone, to Transatlantic Confusion, the show where me and Camille, two best friends across the Atlantic from each other, try and figure out what's going on in the world around us. And this week, with this putain de microphone on my part. <laughs> so welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Yep, and Devin, can you believe it? This is already our 15th episode. I know. Halfway to that dirty 30 mark, and I love it. Don't remind me of the dirty 30 thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my back stuck for two days just by cleaning something with a broom. <laughs> I mean, I had the same thing happen back in February, and I'm like three years younger than you are. So yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe it's just maybe it's just that we don't exercise enough, just to be honest and real for a sec. That's probably it. Yeah. I also like worked pretty hard on cleaning that terrace of mine. So yeah. I probably went from like no exercise to way too much in about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and my back was like, girl, that's not what we agreed on. <laughs> what are you doing? You you broke the deal. You 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 walk around. You go to work. You come home, and you don't do shit. That this is what your twenty year old <laughs> body is made for. What are you yeah. gonna do during this time of Corona? Be active? What? No. <laughs> that's that's exactly how it went. And so I had to go to the chiropractor, and he cracked my back and my neck in quite a few places. I believe that my neck cracked in about twelve different places. My neck, my back, my chiropractor made it crack. What up? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The fight it came out so naturally, like you've been thinking about it for a while. Nope. Uh -oh. <laughs> that was freestyle. <laughs> <clears throat> I got so scared you were going to sing all of that thing. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet-ass great pun. <laughs> 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 oh lord how was your week Devin what's been happening my week went by pretty fast I feel like stuff happened but I am racking my brain to try and remember stuff that did I've been trying to write a lot more which has been nice I'm you know looking at trying to get some stuff published and looking at like literary journals and stuff and also I've been looking through like my old journals from college which have been interesting um I read it to you earlier, but I was able to find some of the first entries from when we like first met, and it's so weird. I use way too many exclamation points. I describe almost <laughs> everything I eat as so good, and, <laughs> and also I, I thought I was being so deep and mature, and it was just, it's, it's so weird to look back on that type of stuff. So, well, and it was also <clears throat> like when we met was five years ago, to give people was it an really? idea. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your the date in your journals is from April of twenty sixteen. Yeah. Can you believe twenty sixteen was already four years ago? It wasn't four years ago. It was five, five years ago. I <laughs> <laughs> we literally just said it, Devin. I, I I'm not good at math. I didn't do math while I was in college. I took statistics. And as anyone will tell you, you don't need to know how to do shit if you do statistics. <laughs> You just 
have to know how to work Excel. And um, oh that's enough for me. It's so weird because I feel like strangely offended by what you just said because I had to take it from my sociology, you know, courses. But then I'm like, yeah, but he's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wrong. He's right. He's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I'm going to be working with statistics some more in my career. And it's true that I have about, you know, 25 different Excel sheets that I use on any yep. given week. So. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Another thing that was equally cringy, cringy, but that I'm not going to read to you on the podcast, or maybe ever, because I don't want to feel shame, is I stumbled across when I was trying to journal in French. And oh Ooh. my God, Camille, I'm not even like that good with French grammar. It is so bad. Like, <laughs> so bad. And I, I, I can't. <laughs> Okay, but now I'm really curious. Would you at least read it to me, like, one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, yeah. I'll read it to you right after we're done with the podcast, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You won't, you won't get to hear it, but I'm excited. Know. You want to hear some really bad French poetry, which is just me using the tab button on my computer while I type normal sentences in French, conjugated wrongly? <laughs> oh, I didn't even God. put the accents because I didn't know you could type in French for the longest time. Wait. You can with an American keyboard? I have to like set up a separate app on my thing so I can like have the French equivalent of it, but I have to like click each individual key. So, you oh, know, it's, Lord. I know like the hegemony of English, man, it's just so ingrained. Mm -hmm. That's like a classical evergreen phrase. You know, you just put hegemony of anything and then go, it's so ingrained. And you just sound deep. And then you write a paper about it and you get 16 credits. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You actually have to work a lot harder than that to succeed at Evergreen. But, you know, oh what it felt like sometimes. Just another 16 credits at the, Evergreen, the Evergreen State, State College. College. I posted that on my Instagram when I finished my last quarter when I did get full credit, which was so gratifying because I was like, so crazy then and I was concerned I wouldn't but I posted that I was like this little gem of evergreen humor that I'll never get to post <laughs> again <laughs> oh man well Devin let me tell you about a very French thing that happened mid-April oh la la that, what <laughs> uh, oh please that um I kind of forgot to talk to you about it but oh yeah, well, I, I told you, well, I haven't told the listeners, but basically what happened is in France, we have a president and a prime minister. Our president's name is Emmanuel Macron. Yeah, uh, our prime minister is Jean Castex, and he resides, or at least he works in Matignon. So anyway, around the 21st of April, um, <laughs> about 80 lingerie store owners were sick and tired of being considered non-essentials because they argued and i think they were right to do so that um their shops that are usually pretty tiny um because everything is way smaller in france you have to be ready for that when you come visit coming from the states everything is smaller in europe in general uh, and in france too and so they were like, yeah, so we're considered non-essential, so we have to keep our stores closed, even though we would know how to get organized so that the virus doesn't really spread. 
in our shops, but then the big supermarkets that sell everything from clothes to food have been able to keep their lingerie aisles opened, which is like shitty to say the least. So they decided to send panties to our prime minister, Jean Castex, directly at his address in Matignon. Because <laughs> the reason they sent them to him and not to the president is because he's been the one making most of the announcements on COVID and the reopening of the country and stuff like that. And so he received hundreds <laughs> of panties in Matignon, which I find excellent. Just, just very good. Just that kind of like you know, peaceful protest, but I can imagine his face. He's like, I don't know, I think he's like in his 50s and he always has a suit that seems way too big for him. And so it's just for him to, for like his assistants that opened the mail to just see package after package of just panties. It's just so cool. That is hilarious. And also one of the most French things I've heard in a long time. And I talk to you every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know I'm a fake French. Like, I'm naturalized French. So, <laughs> Yeah, she's from that extremely foreign and non-French country, Belgium, <laughs> where they don't speak French. They don't even speak Dutch. They speak a weird alien language where they just throw Brussels sprouts at you when you open your mouth <laughs> to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I watched Galaxy Quest last night and I'm trying to riff and it's not working. But that was also <laughs> the worst. That was also Bienvenue the worst. Bienvenue à Bruxelles. Oui. Uh, welcome to France. <laughs> Bonjour. You know, like that vine where she slaps someone with a baguette. Oh my uh, God, I love that. But anyway, that was my awful attempt at a segue to kind of bring up... Um, uh, <laughs> there was a uh, Belgian farmer in the past week who accidentally moved the French border. And this is how <laughs> BBC is framing it. But it wasn't even that. He moved He the moved marker. a border stone marker, which I don't yeah. actually think has any like legal ramifications other than the fact that this is where the law says it should be. Oh, no, but it does. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't actually move the French border, though. Or yes, the French it does. Bro it does? It does. Wait, what? It does. That's why he's like, well, tell them the story first, and then we'll say what he's risking because of what he did. Um, mostly it's just the funny and bemused reaction, especially from Belgium. Uh, the, the mayor of the town... <laughs> the mayor of the town laughed, basically, and said, I was happy. My town was bigger. But the mayor of... <laughs> Boussigny-Seroc didn't agree. <laughs> His name is David Laveau. Um, apparently, uh, it was established, this border, by the Treaty of Cortric, signed in 1820 after Waterloo. Yeah, and that's why and there's the stone, an N on the marker. Yeah, and the Napoleon. stone dates back to 1819 when the border was first marked out. Um, mm -hmm. So the Belgians were like, this is actually kind of funny. It doesn't really affect anything. But apparently, um, <laughs> uh, we should be able to avoid a new border war, the amused mayor of the neighboring French village, Auréal Wellnex, said uh, to Le Voix du Nord. <laughs> well, well, it's like one of those things where it's like, 
Uh, yeah, what a weird problem to have because it's also like you're in the European Union. Borders don't really matter that much anyway anymore. Oh, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. No, and I mean, there's an end on it for Napoleon. Like this thing has been there for 200 years. And the guy was like, oh, damn it, I've got to move this because it's on the way for my tractor and I can't go back. <laughs> and he just moved it. And the thing also is, for anybody who doesn't know, um, so in the US you have Canadians up north and you tend to have some Canadian jokes, right? Um, what I've heard mostly in the US was that Canadians are like super nice, which is true for the most part, at least the ones I've met. Um, but in France, we have Belgian jokes. Um, oh, yeah, because Belgium is yeah. basically France's Canada. <laughs> basically, yeah, that's what I'm trying to like compare it to. You know, like Belgians are super nice, super well received uh, when they travel abroad, including within the EU. That's why I kept my Belgian passport, because people are just so happy when they see a Belgian person somewhere. And they always have Belgian jokes to tell us. So the fact that this came from Belgium and the guy was like, oh, shucks, I guess I have to move this weird stone oh, here. <laughs> oh, shucks. I love <laughs> Okay. Gee Willikers, Camille. I didn't know you were going to break up that. Oh, shucks. That's something I've heard, and I felt like bringing it it back. And no, but basically, I think the mayor explained it too in the article. There's this uh, convent, like the, oh, what is it? Like the the border convention or whatever, like a border committee that Mm -hmm. hasn't been uh, a thing since 1930 and they might have to reconvene now because they have to figure out the border and he has to place the marker back where it belongs. Otherwise, like if he refuses to do so, he'll be facing like criminal charges and Brussels being like, like the capital of the European Union. Now they might also have to have meetings in between countries because they have to review the border. Like it's a big deal. He actually did move the border. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. funniest thing. It's like this feels like this feels like a made-up story. This feels like something Terry <laughs> Pratchett would write or Neil Gaiman. <laughs> It's just so funny. Like when you sent me that article, I thought it was a joke. I was like, there's no way. And then it made it to the news here like the next day. And I was like, no, (laughs) like, no, come on, man. Okay, (laughs) fine. Like, well, I think it's funny that it made to like, I, I was aware of it before apparently the French news was. Yeah, which is weird because it's our border that got moved. Uh, France, yeah. the country and- of its northern neighbors, just taken a little bit. Yesterday, Alsace Lorraine. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, what? What was it? Oh, what's the village? Boissigny-sur-Roc. Boissigny-sur-Roc, <laughs> the next Alsace Lorraine. <laughs> Oh my lord. No, but it's also it's funny because this happened as France was celebrating like I wouldn't say celebrating. They were commemorating the 200 years since Napoleon's death. I did <laughs> something about that. Um, and meanwhile this Belgian guy moves a marker that was put there by Napoleon being like no goddamn respect I'm moving no, the no, It was established because Napoleon lost Waterloo. <laughs> Waterloo, oh. I was defeated. You won the war. Boo doo doo doo. 
I did see something about the Napoleon thing, though. Apparently, there's a debate in France right now about whether Napoleon still deserves to be honored. Do you have an opinion about that? I don't know, and I don't care. It was 200 years ago. You know what? Valid. Valid, valid, valid. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I've learned about him in school, um, but I don't remember much of it. I know he was exiled. I watched this show once called Secrets of History, where uh, this host, Stéphane Bern, oh my God, Stéphane Bern, he's like so excited every time he talks to us. It's awesome. And he is, I think he's like a historian. And um, he goes to like castles and stuff like that, being like, and this is where this person was at this point. And he tells us a bunch with like obviously experts about historical figures. That's how I got to know about Josephine Baker. Like I got to know more about her life. He showed us like mm. her castle in France and stuff. And this time it was on Napoleon. So it started with Napoleon's death. And I was like, ooh, you know, sounds like it sucked. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, like shit. Like, like ooh, ooh, yeah. Like he bad really luck, king. Bad he luck. Really, yeah, he really wasn't doing too hot there. Um, and the actor playing him was like really pale and greenish in the face. Like it was very realistic. And I was like, ooh, la 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 la. What? <laughs> so, but then after about I don't know, thirty minutes of it. I got sick and tired and changed the channel, so I don't oh my know. God. You didn't stick it out? <laughs> no, and then every time they were, like, on the news, and then they had different shows and stuff for, like, Napoleon's 200 years since he died. I was like, God damn it. Come on. Like, we got it. He's he's dead. <laughs> like, he's dead. We all knew he's it. He's been dead for two centuries at this point. <laughs> like, I think we were all made aware. If there's one thing I wish that he had not done... Is, is dying. Um, no. <laughs> oh, everybody's got to go at some point. No, it's uh, in storing the baccalaureate. The baccalaureate are a um, form of high school diploma that is oh. basically a torture machine and grinds you up and spits you back out into society. It takes two years to get that diploma. It's definitely not based on your grades. It's just based on how you do in these like grueling, it's like the Hunger Games, okay, but with school. And uh... I'm, I'm so glad I escaped it. I only had to do the one year and I saw myself failing. So I went to the States and got a degree. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, like the, wow. the American education system was way better like for yeah, me. Yeah, we know it's not least. as hard. You can, you can say, no. we know it's not as good. We know it's shitty. It's you know, not, it's like... No, it's not even that. <laughs> is I got to pick my classes. Wait, what? Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. You know? Oh. I don't know if I want to get into that. That sounds like so intense. Yeah, no, it's like French school is crazy. And the baccalaureate has not changed since Napoleon put it into place. Let's kill him again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, damn it, Napoleon. So I don't know Wait. much about everything else, but... Of all the things that have changed in France in the last 200 years, you have yeah. like five systems of government like two yeah. world wars yeah like the separation of church and state they didn't get rid yeah. of the fucking like sats <laughs> from hell <laughs> no it ha and it's not even just getting rid of it and finding a new system no 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 it has not changed 
they haven't changed it. That is so weird to me. There were two other Napoleons, but they didn't even change. Oh my god. So I don't have much of an opinion on him. He was an emperor. He got he got screwed over by the British, and he ended up dying on an island somewhere. People like to portray him as having been exiled, like alone and suffering alone forever, and that's not true. It turns out that he was exiled with all of his friends and like his like court people. Oh. Like they all wanted to follow him, thinking that he would bounce back and they would be the first ones to be picked for his new empire. Well, to be fair, he had done that once already because he yeah. escaped Elba and then he lost Waterloo and then he got stuck to another island even farther away. So just imagine mm-hmm. if he had managed to come back. I feel like the British would have just given up on principle. Just be like, yeah. he's back? Damn dog, <laughs> you win. Like. <laughs> So yes, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that much about him, and I don't really want to. To be honest, I'm sorry if anybody is like a big Napoleon fan or has. If you have like specific opinions, let me know, and you know I'll do more research. But honestly, nah. But anyway, so he's been dead for a while. So dead, dead, dead. So dead, 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 dead. dead, dead, dead Deader than dead. Macron's re-election prospects. R.I.P. <laughs> well, that's the same thing. It's like we're in May. The elections are next year. I've, I haven't heard much. Maybe I should start doing more research on that, too, because I think, like, candidates are already starting to do their candidate thing. Um, I mean, I've been following it. There's already almost, like, what, 20 candidates again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, like, we'll do an election special on the French elections just because, first of all, it will give me an even better reason to do my research before I vote for anybody. Well, that you know understand yeah. more how it works and um because i obviously learned about it but i was like 15 16 and since then a bunch of shit has happened I think and i never so had to vote before oh i'm excited for you to be able to vote because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you haven't been able to vote for almost a decade at this point well i did vote for the european parliament once does that count? And i voted and i voted for mayor uh, of my town, but I haven't voted for president yet because it's five-year terms, and I was in the states when the last presidential elections happened. So, I know. I again, I think it's weird how I was the one who was following the French election last time closer than you were. Yeah, and I also know how the system works. <laughs> yeah, so, so we'll see. But what I can already tell people in the states is that it's not a two-party system at all. It used uh, like, to be, and then they fucked it up. <laughs> Even worse than we did here in the States. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it's all broken up in different little parties. Um, with some bigger ones, you know, some other, like some parties bigger than others. But it's just, I have to really look into it because if it's the same as when I was voting for the European Parliament or for mayor, then I can already tell you that they basically have the same programs, but with just a couple sentences different. Except for, you know, la ressemble, Le Rassemblement National. Yeah, don't vote for them because they're fascists. And I'm not really yeah. willing to have that much of a nuanced opinion about that. No. So again, I, I hope for your sake it doesn't have to come down again to Macron and Le Pen. Because I'm going to have to ask you to vote for Macron. Because I, 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 I think there's definitely a worse candidate between the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But uh, damn it, I still don't know how that party gets that many supporters. Actually, I'm not that surprised. It's so sad. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see. Yeah, 
Um, oh, I wanted to check in with you about your pop culture corner because I keep getting so many random updates about The Walking Dead <laughs> and I have never seen this show and it is funny and also kind of sad. <laughs> so who died this week <laughs> and what season are you on? <laughs> okay, so wait, first of all, I'd like to say I'm going to try and put some music here in a second in the editing process. So folks, I'm very sorry if you don't hear anything. That means my skills suck. Okay, it is time for Camille's Pop Culture Corner. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it. Okay, so now if you've been lucky, there was music. Anyway, so I am now, as of this recording, on season eight of The Walking Dead. Out of how, how did many? We get here? Out of ten that are on Netflix. Okay. In how long, Devin? About like what? A two week. and a half weeks. <laughs> Like, I think it's been two weeks now, but but yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see who died. Well, I thought Glenn had died, then he didn't, then he did. There you go, riveting. <laughs> Which, <laughs> no, but don't say that. I cried, I cried, I was okay. so sad. I was so sad. It was like such a heart wrenching moment. I would like to warn anybody who might not be there yet in their watching of The Walking Dead that this, like. Season 7, episode 1 is the most traumatizing thing I've seen on TV in a long time. So hold on tight. like Because, you know, if my comfort movie is Train to Busan, then I've seen some shit. <laughs> but this... <Choo> this <laughs> yeah. This was just... It wasn't just like... It wasn't like so much scary. It was just... If you have anxiety and stuff, like, oh my god, like, prepare your comfort blanket and Watch that your own risk. But it was it was really well made. Um, so there's a new villain called Negan, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he scares the absolute bejesus out of me. And talking about bejesus, there's a character named Jesus now in there, which has led to some pretty great liners, you know, one-liners for me, because as you know, Devin, I'm not religious, <laughs> but um, I have caught myself thinking, thank God Jesus is here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well good we you know you know we can always count on jesus or like oh my god is jesus dead oh no we're good jesus is alive <laughs> like, it's just... and that's the bible folks <laughs> that's it in a nutshell <laughs> and it's basically like you know like where is jesus when we need him and stuff like that and it's just turns it's out just... the real jesus was the friends that we made all along, along the way right <laughs> well, <laughs> to fight the zombies like... against the apocalypse in oh Georgia. my god but it's just it's so funny because, well now they're not in Georgia anymore they're like in Virginia somewhere I think because they were on their way to DC and then got sidetracked so they've left the south I don't really know whatever um Virginia's still the south yeah that's what I thought too so I don't really get where they're at I also I'm very confused in terms of the timeline so I don't know. There's a baby involved. So as the baby grows, I'm like, oh, okay. So I think we're at about two and a half years after the apocalypse like happened. Don't know. It's complicated. But didn't you tell me that in the middle of the season, there was a weird six-year time jump because one of the actors no. jumped ship? No, that's in season nine. That's my oh. dumb... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. dumb me that looked up spoilers when I shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't think there's dumb... I don't think there's anything dumb about it. I'm going to be I honest, everyone. Curious. I love spoilers. 
<laughs> well, okay. Well, I just know that at some point a character that I will not name because it is in the more recent <laughs> seasons, so I don't want to spoil it for other people. A character, but you a can't character name is a yeah, Voldemort. A, no, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I've I've heard that he dies in season eight. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but I kind of am because he's kind of getting on my nerves. But I'm also kind of not because still, you know, I've been following him for eight seasons. And then another character, the actor was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I don't know why. I don't know if that's actually what he said. Maybe he just said like other projects, but he left in the middle of season nine. So I'm wondering how it's going to go from there. It's kind of like the office when Michael Scott left and then it kind of went downhill. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. After Did you just compare nine. The Walking Dead? To the office? Yeah. Okay. If also, I want to preface. For a 9 to 5 job, how is that not being a zombie? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. We all um, know that um, when we um, show um, up. Um, hey, and that was Camille's <laughs> pop culture corner with that hottest of hot takes. <laughs> uh, no, but also I would like to uh, say, so I would like to apologize to Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, because I've been making fun of his voice. Yep. I still think it's a funny voice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it turns out that Andrew Lincoln is actually uh, a British actor who really does not have that voice in real life. Uh, his voice is a little bit more high-pitched, and he obviously has a British accent. And he was explaining how he had, you know, he has this amazing dialect coach, and they had to really work hard on his American accent. So, and that's why his co-stars gently make fun of him for the way he pronounces his son's name in the show, um, which is like Carl. And I guess, yeah, because it's like, instead of, instead of saying Carl, I guess the way Americans say it, he says it a bit more like I say it, like there's this weird O that comes in between the R and the L, like Carl, like it's weird. So when he yells at Carl, which he does a lot in that show, uh, it sounds a lot like Carol. Like it's it's weird. So it's like his co-stars make make fun of him nicely. And I'm sorry that I did because I know how hard it is to, you know, have an American accent. Because that's why I don't have one. Is because I can't do accents. So good job, Andrew Lincoln. And also I found out that he was the actor from Love Actually who plays that creepy stalker. That's what he said. He he thought his character was a creepy stalker that holds those like weird cards in front of whatever actress is like you know front door that says to me you are perfect whatever is the same guy wow so that's why it's weird it's 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 so weird but like good for him so yeah but also Devin, what did we do this past week for my pop culture that's right <clears throat> so on the fourth uh first star wars day because i am a nerd <laughs> we decided to watch The Empire Strikes Back because it's the next movie in the Star Wars saga that Camille <laughs> needs to watch. Uh, and it's also my favorite Star Wars movie because, you know, you know, as we talked about in a previous episode, go listen to that episode, guys. We, uh, Camille, <laughs> Camille watched A New Hope and she gave me a basically a live tweet <laughs> rundown of it while it was <laughs> happening. So we decided we wanted to watch it together. So we pulled it up on our respective screens and we video chatted while it was happening and made snarky commentary the whole time. We didn't record it 
but we thought we wanted to talk about it and it was so fun. So I guess I wanted to ask, what was your opinion of this movie? I think that I want to know the brand of their laundry detergent because nothing in this movie gets dirty. (laughs) Let it go. (laughs) I'm just saying. That basically, in the like a new hope, Leia's like knee deep in some crap water, and her dress still remains white. And then this time, Darth Vader is walking around with his black cape around a bunch of desert or whatever kind of powder, and it stays pitch black. So I I need to know. But no, I thought it was like it was a fun movie. We got to meet Yoda, which was hard for me because of the way he speaks. I thought it would be easier. It was oh, not. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I got it, but it took me a second. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, linguistically, from what I understand, there is no real reason or syntactic explanation as to why he speaks like that. But I also hadn't thought of that before, because your English is so good a lot of the time, I didn't expect you to be thrown off by it. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, no, but it's because I, you know, I use subtitles a lot, even though my English is like good, but um, it's to help me make sure that I don't miss anything in the movie. And so that got me very confused because <laughs> I was reading the subtitle. I was like, is there a bug? Like, <laughs> is there like, a glitch <laughs> in the matrix? Uh, but no, it was just Yoda being Yoda. Um so no, so that that was fun. I mean, I thought I thought seeing Yoda would like feel way more like of a powerful moment. Kind of let me down, I have to say. I don't know why. Like I thought it'd be like a super big deal and it was kind of just Luke and him being like hanging out with this ghost. Like okay. Um and R2D2. Can't forget about him. But um yeah, I just I just, you know, like I like I said after we watched it together, um I'm waiting for Leia to be more of a goddamn independent woman that don't need no man. I know that she is. I want them to show it because she's very good at the beginning of the movie, getting Mm -hmm. people out of that base, being the last one to, you know, leave like awesome. And then goddamn Han Solo is there and then Luke is there and it's like all about them and not so much about her. And it's just like she just kind of becomes like the token, you know, woman in the movie and the only woman that we see in a two-hour-long movie. Yeah. Um, talking to you about that, too, because I think that's a really valid criticism that's kind of come down the pike in the last, like, 40 or 50 years since this series has come out. Because <clears throat> I feel like George Lucas and the filmmakers kind of back themselves into a corner because you cast Carrie Fisher, a mm-hmm. dynamic, amazing, boss-ass woman, to play this amazing, dynamic, powerful character. But the story that you wrote is not her story, it's Luke's. So you Mm -hmm. have her being Princess Leia and being a general and leader of the goddamn Galactic Rebellion, but you're focusing on Luke becoming a space wizard. And like, I get it, (laughs) the story still works, but in retrospect, it's kind of like, could have done more. Uh, yeah. But it's also one of those frustrating things because it's like, 
we feel like that now because of stories like this coming out, making us realize, oh, we could have done more and we can do more. So that's not an excuse, but it is definitely one of those things that make me go, oh. Well, that's why I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but like, I don't know. I, it's just like, I guess it's been so hyped up as a franchise, you know, my entire life, um, that now watching it with, a different kind of frame of you know mind because of how we've also been taught you and I in our education to analyze everything. Yeah. So it's like I'm Stories watching matter, it and I'm guys. Like, yeah, and I'm like you know in terms of getting your imagination going, like this is really cool. Like I do appreciate like all the side effects. The acting is great. Like okay, but then you look for the people of color in the movie there is one he's a treacherous asshole but then turns out to be a good guy but then we don't really know okay uh, and then there's one woman and she's like barely there like she's there but she's barely there um so yeah. and then you got c3po which is also like so yeah there's yeah. some coding going on there but i also want to point out to steal a joke from my one of my favorite comedians mateo lane uh, he gets gayer with every single movie. <laughs> he gets gayer. And like that is purely because of the uh, the actor playing him, Anthony Daniels, is just a bitchy gay man. Like, I love him, but he's just a bitchy gay man. He's like Alan Rickman if you made him gay. And, <laughs> well, and, what and I it love shines is... through so much, and I love it. <laughs> but what I love, like what I think I should do just to see how it, was released at the time is when my mom watched star wars she watched it in french remember when i watched a new hope with her and that was the one that she had seen uh, in theaters when it came out and she was like hmm c3po's voice is funnier in french so i don't know how they translated that sass into french and now i'm curious <laughs> yeah i think that would actually be look back because i hadn't thought of that because um, one of the things I learned about the making of these movies is that uh, they had to go over and dub him. So the actor who portrayed him uh, went and dubbed his voice over um, C-3PO as his own character. And that's also what makes Darth Vader so great. It took three different people to pull him together. Because you had David Prowse, who is this big, hulking Scottish bodybuilder, like seven foot tall. Like, he's just that tall. Um, and then you have James Earl Jones, like Mr. Mufasa, <laughs> King Mufasa, just being Luke, I am your father. And it's. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's the other thing is I didn't remember that so many iconic scenes happened in the one movie. I thought it would take like way longer to get to these scenes, like the whole thing of like Leia being like. I love you. And Han Solo being like, I know, like what a dick move. First of all, he's starting to really piss me off. Like, I'm sorry. That's also like, mm. I know at the time it was like hot and like, Oh my God. Like he is hot. I get it. Like in, in a new hope, I was like, who is this dude? Like I like his sense of humor and shit, but now he's just becoming an asshole. Yeah. To Harrison Ford really like really pushed George Lucas just to have him die because it made <laughs> so much more sense for to have him die at that moment but spoiler alert i guess uh that didn't happen because george lucas does not take creative criticism from anyone even though he should oh my god yeah, well, it's just like he was such a like he was basically like 
a fuckboy when fuckboys were acceptable. And now, thankfully, women... In a galaxy women... a long time ago. Yeah, and now, you know, we've seen more and more awareness around, you know, women not being treated in a way, you know, not being pushed around, not being talked to a certain way. And I feel like if a man talked... Like, like I told you when we were watching it, I'm like, this is the kind of guy that I avoid at bars but I would still come talk. Like, I know exactly what kind of guy this would be today, and it doesn't fly. Well, yeah, and that's also the something that I feel like is not talked about enough to a degree, because Han Solo is supposed to be a tragic character. You're not supposed to want to be like Han Solo. His, <laughs> his, his mythic role, if you will, the swashbuckling hero who sacrifices himself to further the plot for his friends and have a moment of redemption. But no, because Harrison Ford is just so goddamn dynamic. But also he was kind of like, I don't really want to keep playing this character because I have, you know, I got to go do, I got <laughs> Indian, I got Air Force One to do, you know? Also <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford's interesting. He's really the only actor to come out of the original trilogy to really have as robust of an acting career as the others wanted to have. Like Mark mm -hmm. Hamill is a really great actor, but this movie typecast him so hard as like the bright eyed protagonist hero mm -hmm. that it's kind of been hard for him to show up in anything else. I mean, he's been the Joker in like the Batman franchise, but <clears throat> you know, that's, that's a little bit different. But I, yeah. I love Mark Hamill. He's he's such yeah. a nice guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but basically, like, so that's there's this scene and there's the scene of Darth Vader. And if this is a spoiler for you, like, where have you been? But when Darth Vader tells Luke, like, <laughs> I am your father, and I'm like, did really like did these two scenes plus meeting Yoda, did they all happen in one movie? Like I was very surprised. Yeah. They all happen in a matter it of like did. two hours. This movie like, is oh, okay. so iconic. So we're just gonna wrap up stuff like that. Okay, so then like okay, so let's go to the third movie, like I guess. So Devin and I will be watching the third movie hopefully next week. Um we'll report back. <laughs> and uh you just have to understand that with the time difference, it's pretty tough. Like we started watching the movie together around 1 a.m. my time. And I went to bed around like 3.30, which is fine because I was on holiday and it, it was fun. She's uh, such a trooper, guys. I was just tired <laughs> because like, like it's just, you know, you watch and it's like awesome, but it's like, oh my God, this is such nice music to fall asleep to. <laughs> John Williams. Oh my God. What an amazing score. It's like, such good music. This music makes this story. Also, mm. I, I do want to say that this is still my my take on it. I think I do think The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. It builds the best on the story that they had in the first movie. The mm. plot beats are so tightly woven, the characterized, uh, and even the bits that you don't like, you don't like because it takes away from the story, and there's really not that many of them. Mm. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. It's like my, I think the reason I like it so much and I keep, and I kept telling, telling you this is because it's like that act in a play where everything goes to hell and then they have to figure out how to build it up from there. You know? Yeah. It's just fun. It's just fun to watch shit go wrong. <laughs> I know. That's why I love the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
goodness. Yeah. So I don't know. No, it was it was it was fun. It was fun. I guess it's just, you know, if you didn't grow up with it or if you didn't get to watch it when it came out kind of thing. Um that's maybe why it feels so weird watching it now. But I'm still enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the special effects. Because when you think about like the time, like dang. <clears throat> Yeah, like cool. most of these effects are practical effects, paintings or stop motion. And like George Lucas did go back and like digitally, t- which he got mm. a lot. But <clears throat> so many of these effects are just as they were when this movie came out in like 1980, which is crazy. And I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then we'll see if I go back and watch the first three real whatever um, chronologically whatever movies with uh, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson. Hello there. <laughs> I just want to watch it. Yeah, I just want to watch it for like Ewan McGregor. Like, yeah. Um, I do want to, I do want to warn you that if you have a problem with Leia's agency, uh, <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear your opinion about Padme Amidala. But, you know, that'll be fun to see. Oh, and Jar Jar Binks. Oh. You know, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to do it because I have a duty to. <laughs> like, I feel like now I'm, like, I have a duty to watch these things. I want to point out that I haven't pressured you into watching these. No. Mm-mm. I mean, a commitment to, this is a, this is a commitment that you have taken up under your own free yeah. will. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I'm just, I want to see where it goes. Because you know me. I like, like, I like pissing myself off sometimes. <laughs> like putting myself, <laughs> putting myself through something just so I can learn something new. So at least I'll be able to tell people that I have seen the Star Wars movies. And here's what I think about it. And let's talk about people's agency in those movies. Let's go sit down. We're going to have a chat. Uh, but also, I have to say that the more... I know I keep going back to it is because, you know, I also watch it to kind of study in a weird way. But um, the more I watch The Walking Dead, the less I watch it for the, like, storyline and stuff. And the more I watch it for the sociological, <laughs> like, way it goes. <laughs> I'm like... Because I'm like, okay, you know, sociology is the study of how societies run and how they work and how different groups within these societies work together and or don't work together and that's a big overview of it but that's basically it and so to watch a show where society has collapsed and all these different camps but basically communities and societies have built themselves up and how they function and then how they all go back to basically this primitive state of my neighbor has better things so I'm going to go and fight them for it and then you have like this big lord that you know mm-hmm. takes over a bunch of different smaller societies and make them part of his own. Like it's this like if like you feudalism. watch it from yeah, if you watch it from that point of view, it gets like ten times more interesting. Like it's it's weird. So I think my education has messed me up. You could write a whole thesis about the sociological <laughs> implications of The Walking Dead and what it says yep. about our current society. Yeah. Um, or you don't have don't, to don't because try me. it ain't that deep. Don't but me. I'll self-publish that shit. Don't try me. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> no, I'd it buy it. Be. <laughs> That's like way too much work. <laughs> no, but uh, plus I'm sure it's already been done. How much do you want to bet 
that if I type sociology, The Walking Dead, I'll find something. I don't need to bet anything. You still owe me a five-course dinner from not posting on Instagram. No, we're at least at eight now. Okay, I'll swap out a course if you can find a thesis about okay. The Walking Dead. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up just out of curiosity. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well... This this was fun and it's it's our 15th episode and you know I just I really want to thank our listeners um for just sticking around and and listening to us and um you know following us on Instagram giving us feedback and stuff like that and uh you know we'll keep you posted on the border war in between Belgium and France I guess liberté yeah. Man, it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, to piggyback off of what I appreciate everyone listening, this is a passion project that we really do enjoy. And we're trying to get better, build up our skills and our quality. And we appreciate your listens. So stay tuned. Give our older episodes a listen. Uh, we're always looking at building better and building up better things to entertain you guys with ways to kind of go into it if you wanted to follow us for updates go to our instagram page at podcast transatlantic you can follow our personal socials at confused underscore camille for camille and d underscore m-o-n-c-a-d-a dev moncada on all social media sites and um as always our new episodes come out on wednesdays and we're excited for you guys to listen Yes, and uh, now that I have found out how to put our faces on top of pictures of people, <laughs> uh, be ready for a lot of really weird montage, uh, thanks to uh, Paint 3D. They haven't sponsored us, but once they see what I've done <laughs> with pictures of The Walking Dead and Lost, oh boy. <laughs> ooh, they're going to come find us real quick. So, um, so yeah, so if you've enjoyed those, uh, please let us know, because it was really fun to make. Also, because it gave me a good reason to like stalk your page, Devin, for like 10 minutes to like find good pictures of you looking in the right direction and with the right angle and let me know you do know your profile like which profile is like the best like because every Thank time your picture you. face the right your face keeps facing the same direction i had to like flip it on paint 3d uh there are a couple yeah. things to unpack there my dear friend <laughs> the fact that you told me you had to find you had to search for 10 minutes before you can find a good picture of me <laughs> And the fact that you're roasting, which is my good side. Uh, I didn't say, okay, I we'll didn't talk. make a good... We'll talk on the podcast. <laughs> Cash me outside. How about that? Okay? Oh, my God. No. No, I didn't I'm mean kidding, like I'm a, kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't mean like a good picture. I meant like a picture that fit what I wanted to do with it. I know what you meant, Camille. Putting it on top of you. Rick Grimes' body holding a goddamn AK-47. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's such such a me thing to do. You know how much I love AK-47s. You're like a real natural <laughs> with it. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, uh, you folks have a great day and a great week. Devin, I love you, and I will talk to you soon. Love you, too. Talk to you soon, Camille. Alrighty. Hope everyone has a great week, and à bientôt. A bientôt, salut salut